Hello and you're very welcome to Talk A Good Game, the Mead Chronicle sports podcast that delves into the minds of the Royal County's leading sports personalities to find out what makes them tick and what makes their blood boil. You can contact us on sports at meadchronicle.ie or on Twitter using at meadsports and the hashtag T-A-G-G. So stick those headphones on and enjoy our latest episode of Talk A Good Game. Okay, you're very welcome to the Talk A Good Game studio and we're joined today by two-time rising star Camogie goalkeeper and a vital member of the Meet Camogie team, uh, Emily Mangan. Uh, you're currently competing at senior level for the first time in the All-Ireland, so it's a, a momentous occasion, a momentous season for Mead Camogie, Emily. You're very welcome to the studio. Thanks very much. Um, as I said, you're playing goals there. It's a tough old station, being a goalkeeper, and I know from interviewing Paddy O'Rourke from the Mead goalkeeper, former Mead goalkeeper before, and myself been a, trying to be a goalie in the past as well. There's a certain degree of madness necessary to be a goalkeeper, would you... Would you go along with that line of thinking? Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Especially this year, it's kind of hell for leather. Every game is you could get fifteen or twenty goal shots. This this year, anyway, I had probably had an easy year last year. I suppose you have to be a little bit mad to put yourself in front of, I suppose, girls hitting a slit to at you nearly hundred mile an hour. So I enjoy it. Though it's a position that I've grown into in the last whatever ten, eleven years, and I enjoy playing in it now. I used to hate it. I used to be very nervous, but uh, really, yeah. now it's kind of just like second nature. I just kind of go in and try and do my best. And, and how did you end up in goals? Was it just? Um, I suppose it was John. Um, I was at training one day, and he asked me would I just stand in the goals, and so I literally stood in the goals, and I enjoyed the position, and I always had fairly long puck of a ball, and he asked me would I play in it, and I was always happy to be on the fifteen. So if he it meant me playing in goals, I was happy enough. Um, so he asked me to go into the goals. I was only 17, so I suppose I was nervous about not being good enough to play in the position because I played in the forwards, and yeah. if you miss a goal shot in the forwards or drop a ball, it doesn't really matter. Whereas in the goals, I suppose, if you drop a ball or a ball goes by, yeah, you're in bother. Like, so. Yeah, Loris Carius will testify uh, to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, and another aspect of the madness of it, I suppose, is not just the bravery. I, I think there's a difference between bravery and madness. The bravery comes from your willingness to put your body on the line to save a shot but the madness is you have to be a different type of character to play in goals you have to be very vocal you have to be very expressive and very well organized so is that a different aspect of your personality that you would have maybe compared to some of the others yeah I suppose I probably be one of the most vocal on the team I think everybody knows that but uh yeah that and I'd be fairly organized in my own personal life but as regards the backs keeping them organized and stuff very I suppose your peripheral vision, seeing someone coming left or right that you mightn't be straight in front of your face. Um, yeah, things like that. Being able to say something to a person in front of you and get the backlash and just get on with it, which is very, <laughs> happens a lot. Like when we, after the game, I think myself yeah. and Anya Kyo had words in the last game. I mean, Anya's the quietest person on the field and after the game, she just came up and we apologised to each other and that's it, like it's forgotten about. Okay. I think that's part of it as well, whereas other people would maybe carry the grudge and say, oh, she called me this or that. And yeah, yeah. Whereas I couldn't, I don't really mind what anybody calls me, yeah. to be honest, at this stage. So. And and the vocal element of it, would you have been vocal then before you went in Golds or is that a something that has developed in, in the few years that you've been in Golds? Yeah, I right, think more, it's probably years. developed more that what I'm saying is, you know, it's short and it's it's concise that it, people know what I want. Like, I kind of, at this stage now, I can say someone's name, like I could say Claire's name and she knows exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Say two steps left, two steps right. Whereas before, maybe I couldn't get what I wanted out in such a short couple of words. Like you know, whereas now I have that, and 
the backs kind of know exactly what I'm saying to them and why I'm saying it. I'm not just saying for the crack. So yeah, yeah. Well, look, it's great to have you in the studio, as as I was saying, and uh, we've tried for a few weeks to get some more women mead women involved in sport into the studio and we yeah. we couldn't get anyone to come in for a while but like a dublin bus we got two come <laughs> along in, in in a row which is great um i know some sports people are very uh, they, uh, they get a little bit annoyed when it's referred to as women in sport i know the ladies ga are very the ladies gaelic football are very uh they want to be particular that it's called ladies Gaelic football and the rugby is known as women's rugby. I know I I did a Q&A with Anna Geary a few weeks ago yeah. and she was, well, why have we to call it women's sport at all? Can we not just call it sport? Yeah. Um, what was your view on, on the kind of putting it in a separate box, the women's sport? It's not really very constructive yeah. for the promotion of women in sport, is it? Yeah, sometimes I think the ladies football kind of want to be their own entity altogether separate, I think, but... I think once you're playing a sport, it doesn't matter male or female what you're doing. There's some girls there that play for me, and I believe like the likes of Jane and stuff could get on any men's team. So I don't yeah, think it yeah. matters, you know, what gender you are or what you refer to us as. Um, like I suppose Anna's way of thinking. Once you're playing, it doesn't really matter. I don't think. Yeah, and is there anything that I know we all like? I was I'm involved in ladies football as well. Let's call it ladies football. I'm involved <laughs> in football for the for the ladies, but um. Is there anything that can be done on a wider scene to put, to improve the profile of women in sport? It it is getting better. There's no doubt that it is getting better. Mostly with down to the thanks to TG Cahar, I think, yeah, in promoting a lot of the women in sport aspects of it. But from your point of view, from a player's point of view, what needs to be done? You look at you look at Trim last Saturday when you played Cork, the All Ireland champions, and if you took the kids no that were there to play half time, if you took their parents away from it. That it must be very disappointing for somebody that puts in as much effort as, as anybody. Yeah, it is disappointing. And I think somebody said to me during the week, if Mead, the Mead footballers are playing Dublin in trim, yeah. like, it'd be all out carnage, like the cars everywhere. Yeah. But, or the Mead hurlers are playing, say, whoever, Kilkenny or Cork, whoever. Um, I don't know. I, I think, like you said, televising it makes a massive difference because the couple of games that were on the telly, like the ladies' football, I'd watch them myself, just throw them on the telly, and you kind of get to know players who's playing, you know, Mead played Wexford and that yeah. football, like, you see players and you're like, Jesus, they're really, really good, whereas I'm from Mead and mightn't see that kind of football, so maybe televising games, I mean, you know, Dublin, Dublin's game was televised last year, the quarterfinal, and everybody watched it, you know, and people were saying to us, oh, you played against them, and maybe televising games, I'm not saying that to televise Mead against Cork when we're getting a no. baiting like we do, but like, little things like our game being televised in Limerick that time, people watched it that would never have watched Camogie. So I think that makes a big difference having it out there and for people to, to watch it, I suppose, if they want. But there was still three or four of the of the Cork girls, or probably more, but definitely three or four of them are national profile figures. Yeah, and you would imagine that even if you had no interest in me, Camogie, to come up and see the very best yeah. in their sport playing the game, that, that would, would have attracted. Like, I, as I said to you before we came on here, I was off last Saturday, but there was no way I was going to miss that opportunity to watch Thompson, such yeah. a game. Yeah, yeah, to, to, yeah the likes of Ashton, but it wasn't just her, or the Cotter, Julia White, some Ethan McGuire, yeah, Britain, Ethan McGuire as well. But Ethan was centre or centre forward, I think yeah, she was centre yeah. uh, for me. But yeah, I can't understand how supporters don't get behind our county teams when they're playing at the pinnacle yeah. of their sport. And maybe, maybe it's advertising. Maybe people don't know what's on. I don't know. 
Um, maybe we could probably do more as regards advertising. But um, like you said, those girls standing out there. There was kids that went out, and in fairness to the like of Ashley Thompson and Aoife Murray, they stood out for nearly a half an hour after with the girls. And yourself, you did it yeah. as well. <laughs> um, signing autographs and getting photos and stuff. So that's good. I think, like myself and Dad were saying after the game that. You know, it was terrible that we were better or whatever, but wasn't it great for the young ones to see the likes of Ashton Thompson and stuff? And maybe when I was younger, if the, the, the players that were big back then was playing in yeah, trim, yeah. it would Mike's have... Mike's Downies yeah, and exactly. the Kilkenny girls. And yeah. If they were playing in trim, maybe that would have made me want to play more. I always wanted to play, but there might be two or three players that would maybe stay playing now because they've met the like of them. And yeah, yeah. Can Have you noticed in the last few years the... The levels of intensity. I know as Mead have gone through the grades, obviously the level of intensity would have had to have risen. But even if hypothetical situation, if you're still playing junior camogie now, as the level of intensity and the workload and the expectations have risen in the last five years? Yeah, I think it's massive compared to what we what we were at even two years ago. I think now it's compared to when we won the even the All Ireland in twenty twelve, things have skyrocketed, I suppose, with the trainer we had last year and then Christine this year, our training is a lot harder Um, I found this year particularly hard myself because I was travelling Yeah, I couldn't get back for training on Tuesdays and I was trying to do my own bit then and then trying to think were you doing enough Um, like probably in the gym more than I ever was this year and last year I suppose maybe I took it more serious the last two years than I did before mm. then you could kind of get away with doing it a bit but not a whole pile but now it's it's kind of every day like I've been in the gym every day this week and I kind of feel like you have to, to keep your keep your fitness and keep your eye and stuff like that yeah and it keeps that level of intensity high yeah, as well yeah. has um i know it's been a difficult all-ireland senior campaign and results haven't results haven't been great but performances have been decent considering the level where you've been coming from what, what sense of occasion do you get How, what's your sense of pride of playing yeah. in the all-ireland senior is that something that's been absolutely i think if someone had said to me 10 10 years ago You'd be playing senior camogie in twenty eighteen. You probably would have laughed at them to be to be honest. Like and there'd be players that played ten years ago with me that would say, "Jesus, no, no way would me ever play senior." So, I think it's massive, and I think the only the likes of me, Jane, Louise, maybe Hack, the girls that were there, ten years ago, and you're playing in that league against Roscommon, and yeah, it's a Saturday yeah. afternoon, and the meat factory is going behind you. Like that's when you know things are bad. Like and I always remember those days, compared to now when you're playing in trim and. The sun is splitting the stones and you're playing mm. Cork like and there's four umpires and yeah, two lines like, and then yeah, and they're all very serious about yeah. everything like whereas when we played down in Roscommon anything could happen or you know, we played Wicklow, I remember over in Ashburn and things like that. I think it's I think it's massive and I know we're being beaten and stuff like that, but I take pride in putting on a jersey and going out and playing the best. Like that's that's what I always wanted to do. So if it means maybe doing a year of being beaten and stuff and consolidating your place, yeah. I'll do it. We uh, we often in the Chronicle when when we're lavishing praise on John Davis and, and the the rise of Mead Camogie in the last few years, we revert back to a hiding that Mead took from Dublin in, in Longwood, I think it was a good few years. Were you involved in that or No, I was the year after. I you think were, I think it was Louise anyway, it was on Hack, I think yeah. myself and Jane came the next year, I think, when John came in fully. So I, I remember the scoreline actually in the Chronicle and thinking, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. it's so bad but there was girls in that team that played on all Ireland teams, and they were just they were good enough, but maybe the right structures weren't around them, and that's when the county board came in and John came in, and just goes to show you with the right kind of direction, um, anything can happen. Really yeah, well, that, well, that's what I was going to ask. I wasn't sure if you were involved in that time, so you, you mightn't really know what the difference was 
pre-John and, and since John came aboard, but what has he brought? What has John Davis brought? And how has he evolved over the last 10 years? I suppose John, he always had passion and determination to, I suppose, move forward. But the professionalism has come in in the last, I suppose, five years, really. And with the backing of the county board, money-wise, there's nothing that we want. We don't want for anything, really, in the yeah. county setup. If if we said we wanted something, we'd have it the next day, you know, that kind of way. And yeah. John, I suppose, he's done, like, he's done massive work. If there was a manager in soccer like him, I think they'd be on every... Paper in the in the in the world like you know he's he's special um even if we we could be losing by ten points and he'd still have the same determination that we were going to win a game as if we were up by ten points and he's uh the work he's done is you know phenomenal he's had eleven years now and it's hard to it's hard to understand how he keeps going but he knows yeah. every player in, in the country he can tell you what side they hit off how many times they pick up you know he knows everything and he tell us that before games and stuff so brilliant yeah. he has to be admired and he, it would have been very easy for him to to walk away as a hero last year and say and he's had tough times in his personal life mm. as well he's had a, a bit of tragedy in the family but he, he's always somebody from our point of view that is a very positive outlook and, and uh, always has a good message to relay to, to us yeah. is that something that he gets across to the players as well that helps yeah he is a positive very positive man and yeah by times he can give out and stuff but that's just that's he always spoke about us playing senior camogie and initially we thought he was mad like we literally thought he was mad <laughs> and then when we got there I think everybody deserved a chance to play at senior and I suppose for John to manage at senior so I think this year it was important for him to he deserves to be a senior manager I suppose and he's good as any of them out there yeah then when when I talk about him but so positive and so you know for his his grow his passion for Mead camogie is definitely it's probably unequaled well yeah. it's probably a few on a bar but yeah. there's nobody with a greater passion so it was while not unusual to hear him been angry about the, uh, he came out with comments I think was after the game against Dublin about not everybody getting behind yeah. uh, the Mead camogie team what did you know of that or is that something that he has mentioned before has he um, galvanized the kind of a yeah not really no not to us as a as a group I suppose and I kind of you can't really talk about players who aren't there. My focus would be on the twenty five or thirty that are there. And for me, playing senior camogie for me is massive. And look, if you don't want to play it, fair enough. Like, and there's maybe players that don't want to play, and that's fine. But yeah. I don't think there's any point in talking about them if they're not in the twenty five or the thirty that are there. Yeah, yeah. And that's very blunt, but that's yeah. How I feel like I think maybe just reading between the lines and. and I might be wrong here and guessing what what he was alluding to, but he was saying that there were some players that wanted to come in and maybe might have given an indication that they wanted to play, but were encouraged. I'm using the air quotes here, encouraged by by clubs or by their club, maybe yeah. not to get involved in the county team that it might affect their position. Yeah. Is that something that you'd scratch your head at and wonder what the hell yeah, is going a on bit there? Now, to be honest, because my own club, I can only speak for my own club, Blackhall you know we send any players that are yeah. good enough and the girls who want to go in go in because we come from a club now would be like the like a Jimmy Burke and stuff would be mad for you playing camogie at any level especially senior so I can't I can't speak for any other club but I just know from my own perspective very encouraging want us to play and come and see us play all the time when we're playing the 
the big teams, you know, that kind of way. So mm, it's a real good camogie club, Blackhawk Gales, yeah, isn't it? And and, um, some serious players have come yeah, out of it in the last few like, years. And you just look at Jane and Christina, and I suppose I always I was talking to someone about three weeks ago, and I said if I was ever picking a fifteen, no matter what fifteen it was on, Jane and Christina would be on it without. Mm, you'd probably be on it yourself. I know you'd I, be uh, modest. I'd and play <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> the two of them, they're unbelievable, and there's players in Blackhawk that maybe didn't play county and stuff, and are good enough probably could have been good enough if they had the time and stuff and yeah but always encouraged us as players to go on and do what we did so when you look around at all the club teams in the county then and you see the individual talent that's within all of them why are why is nobody getting closer to Kilmessen really why why is that or have they just got so many yeah, talented individuals they're a serious outfit like they're like a machine at this stage um it it's very hard to put your finger on what it is I don't think Nafina are far away no they did get close um, last two years they've yeah. won I think they've won the, the fail of the 14 16 a lot now and the mi- I think they're there thereabouts in the minor they're not far away they're missing maybe one really good scoring forward yeah. which you can rely maybe mm. for, like Jane, Jane Dolan, Dolan. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. which is not going to happen I don't think like <laughs> she's a special but I think Nafina are far away but I also think Clemesson are getting better and they gave us an awful hammering there in the league just gone this this year and they're better than they ever were, I think, and it's kind of frightening in one way too. But look, fair play to them. They put in savage effort. Yeah. There's not a lot of clubs in the county that train the way they train. Like kind of, I know my own club. We go down and we have a bit of crack and puck around. But it's we try and we're, we're intense in some ways. But they're, I know they're like nearly county set up the way they go on. So look, it'll be great to see Nafina. I think not last year, the year before, and Afina were very close. I think yeah. they lost by a point two, or two point points, two maybe. Yeah, kind yeah. of a goal went in that probably shouldn't have went in, but yeah, look, it'd be great to see a change. But at the same time, you can't, you can't knock Clemson because what they're doing. Like I mean, I said it when they won that All Ireland this year. Yeah. If a meets men's football or Ireland team did that, yeah, there'd be buses going up and down in Avon with them yeah. open top buses, like so. Didn't like, take long for the yeah. bus to go up and down Clemesson. It was yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, it but did. They, in they deserve. Yeah. They deserve all the plaudits they get for for winning. That's so that's a really high level as well. But they well, deserve I, to play the next level as well. I suppose the fact that their drive is all Ireland titles. It's not yeah. just me. It's nearly yeah, taken yeah. as a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Puts them puts them a little bit a step ahead of everybody else. But when you hear of inter-county footballers walking away from the county because they're of this opinion that sure we're not going to win anything yeah. why would we bother would that be a fear that that would get into club camogie and me that that especially with the top teams you, you nearly yeah. see it in trim how far trim have fallen back yeah. and, and that the trim were the perennial contenders yeah and now they're intermediate team and borderline yeah. borderline yeah that yeah, it's strange the way like I, I was in the dry cleaners in trim yesterday i was talking to matty smith and yeah. he was only saying like that the games maybe five years ago like they'd be savage like you wouldn't know who was going to win or you know stuff like that whereas trim have fallen back now maybe black hall have fallen a bit back as well and i don't know why it is maybe like we're struggling for numbers and there's a lot of clubs struggling for numbers done yeah. and stuff maybe that's what it is i don't know but um yeah, it could do a bit of a bit of a shake up, really. I suppose. Yeah, well, I see. Well, I see the trim girls up there, um, and they don't seem to be struggling for numbers, and there seem to be mm. plenty of strong, big girls, well able to play camogie. Oh, yeah. I I don't know whether it's just about, as you said, about Nafina that they're missing just maybe one quality player. Maybe they're missing two or three, the likes of Trim yeah. and Dunboyne and yourselves. Maybe just mm. missing one or two other players, but there really needs to be something to 
maybe we, sh- we should be talking about splitting Clemesson in two but even yeah, <laughs> even then <laughs> I don't even know they might be winning playing yeah, themselves anyway, in the yeah, senior final yeah, then anyway. every year uh, just to get back to the inter-county scene you have a game coming up at the weekend against Wexford mm-hmm. um, there was a time that you would have been facing Wexford in the, with as much fear as maybe you were facing Cork last week but they haven't won a game Either. Yet either this year, so it, it's an opportunity going down to Enniscorthy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Like all the games this year, we've been kind of nearly hopeful that we'll do do something. I suppose, like to say, but Wexford, yeah, we'd be hoping to go down there maybe and try and absolutely try and win. You're always optimistic. I've been optimistic before every game, but uh, Wexford maybe this year they're a little bit younger and um, they do still have two or three players there that are absolutely serious. We played Leinster with two girls. This year, and I never seen the like of them. They're unbelievable. I think one of the moon is in it, like unbelievable. So, really, so yeah. they'll have to be marked. Ani Kyo and Louise will be busy, I'd say. But uh, they'll be fighting with Ani then after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, fighting with Ani <laughs> again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be optimistic. And look, it's, it's the last game. There's no relegation, thank God. And just throw the kitchen sink at it and see how it goes. That's all you can do. Yeah, well, that no relegation gives you that chance, that platform yeah, to build, as you said. You know, maybe after one year will improve, and and you can learn things from this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, but you also have the confidence of winning junior and intermediate All Irelands over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, just to look back to that All Ireland win, intermediate win last year. Did you think you'd lost your chance in Crow Park when when the final whistle went, just as Megan Tyne's shot was going over the bar yeah. to win it? Did you think, oh shite, that's our chance gone here? Yeah, it's funny, like, we didn't know Megan, I don't think people know, we didn't know Megan had scored that point. Like, yeah. We went back into the dressing room and she, you know, she's real quiet and yeah. she's in the corner and she said, oh, well, I put that ball over the bar. And yeah. then we were all going mad, like, we didn't know. Um, I think we were lucky that day in Crow Park, I think we played so bad yeah. um, compared yeah. to what we were capable of. I think going to going to Limerick was really weird, like, the night before, you'd, everybody was so relaxed, it was so different to Crow Park, maybe everybody was up to 90 before Crow Park or before Limerick kind of got up that morning we were kind of going round just myself Jane and Katie went down got coffee and stuff and it was almost like we were only just there to, to win the game and go home again like that's yeah. weird like I never felt anything like it before not that we knew we were going to win or anything like that but it was just kind of we had a confidence that we knew we could do it I suppose you were that sure that maybe you couldn't have played so badly again, again. yeah absolutely yeah. And so was there that frustration in the dressing room in Crow Park then you know you know why mean, why yeah. did we because I remember talking to John in between the two games and his thing was he even felt it during the warm up of the game that the, just the spark wasn't there in yeah, the warm up of yeah, the game yeah it was weird because I remember we were doing a drill and usually it would be bang 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 but there was ball slithers going everywhere mm. and I was kind of saying lads we need to get this together like but um, yeah it was weird Crow Park I think sometimes I, I like obviously I like playing in Crow Park but I think younger players find it very hard to play in it because you can't hear Usually, I'd always look out for dad's voice, and there's no hope you hear in your yeah. own voice. Like, and I think younger players maybe play on that as well. They want to hear someone's voice telling them they're doing okay or telling them to do this or do that. And in Crow Park, you can't hear anything. You can't even hear yourself. Yeah, yeah. So maybe that's what put girls off. Maybe whereas down in Limerick, you have to say the girl they did do well. Like they played well yeah. for maybe forty minutes. I wouldn't say we played yeah, well for the whole yeah. thing, but yeah. Well, I, I remember Megan saying that as well. Is that you could hear a load of noise, but yeah. you just couldn't hear anything, if that made yeah, any that's, sense. It's like and being underwater. Like, yeah. It's weird. Like, it's it a really weird kind of... Especially there was a good crowd in at that stage, I think. And I suppose some girls rely, rely on hearing John or rely on maybe Claire even said she couldn't hear me when yeah. I was telling her to take Yeah, I think steps. I remember saying she that. She couldn't yeah. hear a word of any of it. Like, Sorry, we just... 
a touch of the gremlins. Yeah, we were talking about the the noise in Crow Park and how the uh, defenders couldn't hear, like Claire Coffey couldn't hear what you were saying to him and how daunting of an experience that was for them. Yeah, it's different. I think for younger players especially, it's different. Maybe the like of me and Claire and Jane and stuff were kind of, not the, I don't know, we're kind of, I don't really get nervous anymore. Whereas when I was younger, absolutely, I'd be up the walls the night before a game, never mind the day of it. So for the younger players, maybe it was probably a hard experience for them and maybe they like going to Limerick maybe suited us a little better. Yeah, You know, yeah. people were giving out about going to Limerick, but we were delighted to, <laughs> get, to, get, <laughs> we were delighted to get another chance and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So. And then when you compare that All-Ireland win to the junior win against Down, was that... What was the com- comparisons to that? Uh, the win over down was a, probably a breakthrough one, and the fact yeah. that it was won in, in Crow Park, Park as well. Yeah, it was really good. Like um, both of them were savage. Like both of them were different in, in ways. Um, the one in twenty twelve, really enjoyable, different because it was in Crow Park. But the one I think in Limerick was, was special because after the game, everybody came out into the field, and you were meeting people that you wouldn't think would be, I suppose, supporting Camogie at all, and coming home to. Nafina or where, Boggins I think it was yeah. it was just it was mad like it was kind of surreal it was kind of we were coming in on the bus I remember myself and Claire were sitting beside each other and we kind of we were pulling in and we kind of looked at each other as if to say like why are all these people here like you're just expecting to go in yeah, have a drink yeah. and go home again like but the place was wedged like so yeah especially in, in different ways I suppose DM we spoke about Megan Tyne there and her influence on the Camogie team she also obviously has a huge influence on the football team as yeah. well um, I, I had a bit of a debate or a bit of a conversation with Lena Foley on Twitter the other day just about the dual player and I know one of the Tipperary girls had to play a football match in yeah, the afternoon then. and then go and play Camogie in the evening I, were you ever a dual player yourself? Or um, I played football I was played football when I was younger and when it came to leaving cert, I played for me under 14 and 16. And when it came to leaving cert, mom kind of said, y- you pick one or the other now for the time the leaving cert is on. So I picked Camogie, obviously. Yeah. And then I never went back to the football, which is probably going to be and a regret of mine when I do finish up. I intend play, probably playing football for my club maybe next year when I have more time. Right, yeah. Um, I'd love to play football again, absolutely. But I don't think he, I don't think I could physically do it. I, don't, I know Megan's a different machine altogether she's she is, yeah. she's built for all sorts of stuff but i couldn't do it and what megan does is unbelievable like i've seen her go from maybe a training session with us on a sunday morning and then go over and play football challenge like she's unbelievable yeah, yeah. after the offley game the final whistle was literally blown and she was out the gate because don't say were playing at eight o'clock nice. at home like so she was leaving to get to Dunsany to probably play midfield for them like she's yeah. unbelievable yeah. and she did it at minor she was playing County yeah. minor and senior at both camogie and football and playing she's for a club. Un- I, I, she's unbelievable. Like. But the GA, they're not they're not helping people do that anymore. That the day of the oh, dual no, player, especially gone. at county level, is gone. Yeah. Megan is a total exception to the rule. I know there's one or two others that are the exceptions yeah, to the rule yeah. in general, but it, it, that's something that you would like to see change. That well, I know from yeah. I would like to see change because. So uh, one of the points that Kleena was making in her discussion with me was that, oh, well, you only have one player. But if it was more, available, yeah. there's definitely six or seven of the girls on the Camogie team would get onto the football team yeah. and vice versa. That's what I was saying. Like, if we were look look at the football team, there'd be six or seven we could take yeah. and we could swap. Like, the likes of Claire Coffey, Jane, Anikyo, all them can play football. Yeah. And I remember Jane used to be a brilliant footballer, yeah. but like me, turned her focus to... 
camogie, which is probably sad in a way too. And there's girls in that football team that could play camogie as well at a at a high level. So absolutely, yeah. But it's disappointing that they can't play both. And one of the reasons put forward for it is because of the um, just the exposure that the girls are getting now in in both sports that they're trying to maximise the length of the championship. So they're dragging. Dragging out is probably the wrong word, but they're expanding the yeah, the yeah. senior the football championships and they're expanding the camogie championships to make more games. Yeah. So more games in both codes means less chance of, of yeah. anybody playing. But then when you look back and say the likes of Breach Corkery and Rena Buckley, they were probably most famous for playing both football and camogie and you could recognise their face yeah. for playing both, do you know what I mean? So I sometimes I think players should be given the opportunity and then you're trying to hold in a full-time job as well. So yeah, yeah. that's why when I look at Megan, you have to say fair play to her for what she's doing. Yeah, it's probably not something that'll be sustainable for her, unfortunately, over the next five, yeah. six years. I wouldn't like to tell her that. No, no. I tried. We <laughs> yeah. tried to tell her that you, you just have to take it easy in some in some yeah, end some of it, ways, but yeah. uh, there was no budget. You talk about how difficult it is in, uh, in juggling full-time work as well. You recently uh, took a change of career and you're down in Templemore training to be the guards. How being the guards? How are you, how are you enjoying that experience? Yeah, I love it. It's it's totally different tent than I've done before. Um, I was in college in Dundalk for four years, which is totally different to being in college down there. I suppose. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, very kind of I suppose it's structured and stuff, which suits me. Um, the town of Templemore itself is great as well. They have a big hurling field down there, and they have a actually a hurling wall, and there there could be six six or eight bays in it where you can okay. it'd be like the hurling wall in Clotail just massive like so I find myself down there a good bit trying to do what the girls are doing at home um, there's a lot of players in the college I suppose that play as well there's a lot of girls that I'd be kind of pal around when we go pucking in the evening and stuff like that so that makes it easier as well being away from home I suppose Was it a career path that you tried to avoid early on when soon after you left school or, or when you went to Dundalk or was it something that uh that you, I know your dad is a high-ranking officer in, in the guards, so is, is it something that he tried to encourage you to get into, or did he steer you in any... No, he actually didn't. You know, he, when I came to him to tell him I wanted to apply, I think he was nearly shocked that I wanted to apply, but I've always admired him for what he's done and what he's come from, I suppose, and um, he works obviously very hard and stuff, and that's something that I admire in anybody. And um, when I decided to apply, and I suppose first day I got in the door I knew it was something that I wanted to do I really enjoy it and it's kind of it's a person based uh, job as well so that kind of suits me because I'm all well able to talk to people and yeah. stuff like that so and uh, having your dad I suppose in such close quarters he's the chairman of the county board camogie selector on the senior camogie team he's your dad yeah. so you're seeing him nearly the whole time and now, effectively, he's going to be your boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been higher rank. Yeah. It's a, he's been a huge influence on your life, hasn't he? Oh, and absolutely, it, yeah. And it's probably good that we get we get on so well. And it'd be very rare now when we'd have, I suppose, a fight or an argument. Around. The only time we ever argue is when we're going to games and we're lost. Right. I remember going to Corkwood once and we nearly killed each other because we couldn't find the pitch. And okay. Other than that, he's, you know, he's brilliant, very good, gives you advice on any kind of aspect of your life. And very kind of relaxed as well he's he's you know it takes a lot to get him annoyed or wound up you know which i kind of would think my i'm like that a bit as well now and i can't leave out my mom she's the same very good very she kind of steps back from the come up whenever i'm kind of saying oh jesus i have to go play camogie she's yeah. she's the other side of the fence i suppose which is good as well and the two of them are a good mix and they, i suppose they give me advice whenever what? i need it and stuff like that so 
Christy's passion for camogie is is very obvious. It, it as you said, it's probably the only time that I'd meet him out and about at, at different things. Yeah. But he's a completely different sort of animated character when yeah. he's when he's on the sideline, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, he's totally different. And I think maybe work and that it's good to have a separate thing. Like I'd be very different maybe on the street than I am on the field. Probably better off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he's totally different. And we come from a house that's all GA big time, and yeah. Niall plays for Blackhall, my brother and. Then my sister doesn't play anything like and it's really, good to have yeah. her as well because you can get a break from it as well and a lot of the talk at the dinner table is about GAA the football they're hurling at the weekend which is good like we're mad into it like and that's the one thing mum and dad always did for me and Niall if we played bad they'd, they'd tell us we play bad so yeah, it's a very yeah. honest house as well yeah does your life revolve around camogie? Does do, do you plan everything around camogie? I know you recently got engaged yeah. and you you've changed you're changing your career path. Is all this with a with a mind to camogie? Is is Yeah, I suppose it's hard to do everything at the same time. Like I'm away Monday to Friday <clears throat> trying to plan a wedding and then I'm trying to play a championship game on a Sunday. So you're trying to go see wedding bands maybe on a Saturday, come out and play a championship on a Sunday, pack your bag to go back down to Tipperary on a on a Monday like and Yeah. But then again, I'm, I'm doing it because I love it and because I want to do it. You know, that kind of way I wouldn't be doing it. If I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love playing at any level and I'd hope to keep playing for as long as I can at anyway, club level anyway. And you try and build your life around it. That's what I suppose your hobbies are for and about, I suppose. Well, I think, uh, as John said, if he could get as many players as he could with the commitment level, he always talks about, as you were saying earlier on, the girls that are in the bunch. But... That, that are in the group and in the squad now he prefers to talk about them and the passion and the effort that they're given yeah. I think if he could get 25 people with the passion and commitment and desire that you have yeah. and maybe a little touch of the madness as well <laughs> of the goalkeeper element yeah. of you not of the of the personality end of it but if I think me Kamogi would be better, definitely yeah. heading in, in, a, in a right direction um, so looking looking ahead then from the experience of this year to next year it's definitely been a learning process this year and in a lot of ways for you personally I yeah. suppose with everything that's going on yeah. um, but also on the camogie field so you bring it forward for next year yeah look I suppose next year we'll be looking to maybe build on the panel like John said absolutely I think there are players out there that should play for me they want to play for me so they should be brought in maybe given a chance I know John spoke about the younger girls maybe playing full games and they should be only playing 10 minutes and yeah. stuff but there are younger players there like the likes of Aideen Slattery and them I think they should be playing full the talent is there it's just about keeping what we have and then maybe building on it next year and look I think next year maybe we could get like we're well capable of beating like Dublin teams like that we are capable of beating them and there's no reason why next year with a few additions on the team why we, we can't win maybe one or two games anyway Emily, on that positive note, we'll leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us in the studio and uh, best of luck on Saturday against Wexford. So that's been the latest edition of Talk Good Game. We really hope you enjoyed the show and if you wish to make a comment, please send us an email to sports at meadchronicle.ie or contact us on Twitter at meadsports using the hashtag TAGG. I'm Fergal Lynch and we've been trying to talk a good game.